Hello! Welcome to the Celibate Vegan Voices Podcast. I'm Chandler Klebs, and I'm here with my co-host and compadre, Monique Lukens. Aye, aye, aye! The CBC Code, Celibate Vegan Compadres, or CBV Code, Celibate Vegan Voices. Both of those will be on the back of your credit card. If you have one, you'll notice. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah! Okay, so Monique, um... So for this episode, I guess what we could do is we could we could do a little bit of celibate news. What's happening on Facebook, like with your groups, your groups as well as other things on Facebook or other social media about celibacy. Like, for example, how popular is celibacy and what have you got going on with the members of your group, for example? Because you've told me there's some stuff going on there. There are some really great things happening, and it's all due to me wanting to turn things around, turning a negative into a positive. Uh, First of all, I like to mention that I am in a grocery store right now, and I just finished eating vegan food, and I'm feeling uh, full, so thank you. Um, And I used my, uh, my debit card with the CVV code on it, and speaking of, uh, credit and money. We want to talk about that as well because with celibacy, it's very difficult to make money from it. And that's why many of us are marginalized because this, you know, world and in particular if you're from the United States, it revolves around business, economics, money. That that's a huge part of the reason why President Trump was elected because people thought that he would bring in jobs and stop so much foreign trade where all the jobs are being outsourced. So I just wanted to put that out there because it's very important to know why celibacy is not pushed in the media. And that's a huge reason. And so, but let's get to the good stuff. Um, The two Facebook groups that I have, well, One of them, as I've talked about in past episodes, uh, which I was calling it World Celibate Spiritual, Logical, Vegan, Holistics, (laughs) or something like that. Something Um, with a really long title. (laughs) Yeah, if you cheat in those words, you would find it. Well, I've since changed the title, and here is why. Because... Many people, especially those who are older, they believe that the word celibate means that you cannot be intimate with a romantic partner, whereas really the definition of celibacy means no intercourse, intercourse free, okay? Now, if you want to expand it, it's no sexual relations, which would include oral But really, as I said, the basic definition is no intercourse. Uh, It doesn't say anything about no hugs, no kisses. Um, Some people could debate whether or not one can self-help themselves, uh, a.k.a. masturbate. It's always a little bit difficult for me to say that word. You know why? It just... It's such it's such a personal word. That's why it's it's difficult for, for for me to say it. And also because 
people take the word masturbate out of context. There are, you know, many people, oh, it's kinky, oh, it's porn, you know, and I'm, I'm talking about it from like a medical standpoint. I have read where it is healthy, but that doesn't mean that you have to engage in anything that is uh, sexual as far as products are concerned. You don't need to buy equipment, you know, just because you're a female doesn't mean you have to run to the sex toy store and grab yourself a, uh, I, I hate this word too, dildo, um, or vibrator, whichever you want to call it. You don't, you don't need that. And you don't need to be purchasing pornography and investing in this exploitative industry in order to, you know, self-help. But, um, Chandler and I, we've discussed this issue before, and you can go to our episode on masturbation and, and yeah, see our we, feelings. So, yeah, we talked about that in episode five, I believe. It, because people need to know that celibacy, again, in its definition, is no intercourse, and it doesn't say about masturbation, but um, many people assume that, presume that. So... You know, you're basically when you say you're celibate with us, you you define it. Just like if you say you're asexual, that may be that may be um, meaning that you're asexual and you have sex because you're compromising yourself, which we don't agree. Or it may be that you are a celibate asexual, or it may be that you do you know some things but don't do other things just like just like anything a lot of things aren't clear-cut they're not black and white but what is clear-cut is no intercourse with celibacy and that's what we're talking about we also advocate no sex fluid transfer so what does that mean well that's going to mean no oral sex I mean we promote that on the show um, so in my Facebook groups I, I have named it as such. So the celibacy, I took the word out because I wanted people to know that it is okay to engage in romantic relations it, as a celibate, okay? We, we, if you would like to go into the clergy or be a monk or be a self-proclaimed mountaineer where you're in a tent on the peak of a mountain and be a celibate and have no one around you fine but we're talking about you know the, what what is what is mainstream most people we're just human beings going throughout life we have our job and most of us do want to have a relationship so that we could feel loved so we can feel wanted so we can have a family that will back us up in times of need and just to share life with. And so I put sex fluid and sex penetration free in my title. And I couldn't put celibacy because it only allowed me to have so many words. So now I'm a little bit concerned that people won't be able to find my website so easily if they're looking up the word celibate. But I had to make it clear 
because there were too many people that were asking me and they're asking Chandler on, oh, does that mean you can't, you know, masturbate? Oh, you mean, have you ever kissed anyone? Oh, uh, you know, have you ever been intimate? We, we get these questions all the time. Yeah, and it's like, why do they want to know? I mean, that is weird to me that they would be that, that well, concerned. I think it's weird too, but, you know, just to give the benefit of the doubt. So, well, some people may be interested in you, okay? And this is kind of a way of them finding out what you're about. Just like, and this is very, this this was used to be very uncomfortable to me. It doesn't really happen anymore. But um, potential mates would say, "Oh, do you want to have children?" And um, I decided almost 20 years ago that I wasn't going to have any biological children for various reasons. And when someone asked me that, it's like, oh, here we go again. Because I don't think men are asked that as much. But I think women are because we are the ones that bear the, bear the children. Exactly. Although I'm sure men are asked too because there's plenty of females that do want children. Chandler, have you ever been asked that question? Well, um, there was one person who used to work at at, at High V. Um, she doesn't work there anymore, but what, one day she asked me if I was ever going to have kids, and and I I, and I said uh, no, I don't think so, unless maybe I adopt. Because you know, my thought has always been, if someone's going to have kids, then the best way to do it is adopt somebody who's already here. Because you know, I don't like procreation. I think that's unethical. <laughs> Right. But, it, you know, me, gosh, like, it was horrible. I would say from age uh, 25 all the way up to 36, I would be asked that a lot. And there would be plenty of people that say, oh, you'll change your mind someday. And that just put a lot of pressure on me. And actually, one relationship, I spent years with someone because he did believe that I was going to change my mind because my great aunt had said she'll change her mind. So therefore, like three years went down, you know, where I'm not with him anymore. Look, to keep it positive, you learn things from everyone that you are in a relationship with for the good or the not so good. Um, so I want to say that at least I learned, but time is precious. And when you're with someone exclusively for a certain amount of years, you can't get that back. And, um, and that's the difficult thing when it comes to being a celibate and people not realizing and people thinking you're going to change your mind and whatnot, then they've taken a lot of years from you. And then the older you are, well, the more you know yourself, so at least you know what you're looking for in a mate. But at the same time, the <laughs> the pool of potential mates that may be um, uh, what's the word? Like um, my brain is trying to think. Like um, well, that may be suited for you it may go down a little bit like because a lot of people you know they get married past a certain age so 
then that's that. So now you're looking at you have to go with people who have been divorced or have children. And it's like, if you're a celibate, you've never done that. You want to be with somebody who feels the same way. Yeah. And a lot of times they're younger people or whatnot. But, like, how young can you go? I mean, it all depends on, like, the two people. Well, yeah, Obviously, that's, a, that's, a, that's a good point. Yeah, well, I mean, that's a very good point because – when it comes to somebody like if I, I imagine if somebody is wanting some kind of relationship with somebody, a non-sexual relationship in, in our case, um, well, you know, they would want somebody who's like them. And so naturally, if, you know, first of all, it, it, it everybody else who is already married, well, they are already off with somebody else, so it's not like you can pursue a relationship with m people who are already married or, or anything like that. And he, and the, then those who are divorced, like you said, you know, the, those people they already have had sex with other people most of the time, and they have kids, and so it's like, well. They're not anything like you because, like, if you're a person who's been, you know, celibate most of your life, or you're a virgin all of your life, you've never had sex, and you've never, and you've never been in a relationship before, even a uh, a non-sexual relationship with somebody, like, well, then that person is on, has all these experiences you don't. So in a sense, it's like that would just be awkward. You know what I'm saying? I think so. I mean, I've had more experiences than a lot of like celibate virgins just because I've been in, well, I've been in a lot of relationships even though I never did that. And as I mentioned on other episodes, 90% of why the relationships didn't work is because in the end they wanted sex or they wanted a child, which means that they want sex. <laughs> um, yeah. And to me, it's like, obviously I had the experiences where I was intimate romantically, but then I was left. So I find myself in a, in a space where some celibates and or virgins wouldn't have the experience and the relationships that I had and may be a little bit more socially awkward and may, I may be their first, um, relationship. Like my former fiance, I was his first relationship because he, he's absent until marriage. And so he couldn't find anyone that was absent until marriage. And he's a vegan as well. Um, so that, that was a little bit different. I mean, I liked how I was his first girlfriend. Like, I liked that because there's kind of nothing to compa <laughs> compare to. I got, I got to, like, admit, because I have been compared to in the past. One from someone who was very sexual. Um, and it doesn't feel good. I mean, and not just the sexual thing. I mean, like, one of his girlfriends was a model. And, um, you know, it's like, I don't want to be compared. Like, I want to be loved for who I am. Of course, we're going to be compared to, like, people in general. I mean, just, you know, people that you know, not that you're in a relationship. But um, nonetheless, like, I still felt that we were on the same level because I was celibate. 
and, you know, and have been all my life. So we did have that in common and it worked because I didn't have to feel, you know, pressured. But in the end, still, he thought that maybe if we got married, he would want that. And that got me concerned because I had stated from the get-go that I wanted to be celibate even in the marriage. You know, obviously I would be even more intimate with him than we were on a dating relationship. But as we have said in other episodes, what's the benefit of being intercourse free, okay, which is again is the definition of celibate in marriage. When people are like, oh, but that's like your connection. You have to consummate the marriage that way. Um, if you don't do that, the marriage is going to fall apart. That's what many people think. But the positive side is if you're, if you're still fertile, you don't have to worry about getting pregnant. And even if you're not, um, there are certain things that happen when you do that biological act, which is a little bit more pressing on a woman's body than a man's body, you know, because she's internalizing it. She has to like stretch. She could get yeast infections. Um, there's all sorts of things. And huh, this is going to be funny Chandler, but <laughs> it's not funny, but it is funny. I was auditioning at a place, um, that has, uh, you know, different movies and casting directors and whatnot, um, in Hollywood. And they have one bathroom for the actors and actresses. And I was like, whoa, this is like France, like a unisex bathroom. But anyway, um, I was using the mirror and it was right near the sink. And I noticed, Chandler, that the women, when they came out of the bathroom stalls, they washed their hands. I did not see one man when he came out of the stall wash his hand. Not one. And I thought to myself, wow, I mean, this is just like common sense to wash your hands. I know that it's different how men go to the bathroom and how women go to the bathroom, okay? I mean, men put their hand on, you know, just their skin. Women have to like internalize, you know, with the paper. So they're more apt to, um, you know, touch whatever excrement has come out. But nonetheless, um, I think that a male part, you know, there's going to be some, some grime on it, right? I mean, even if it's like, you know, to spin in your, in your clothing. And that made me think, you know, even in marriage, how clean is the guy? Even if he's not, you know, going around and having an affair. So I, that's not what I mean. I mean, how clean is he? Does he take a shower before he does that? I, because looking at these guys, I mean, I thought that everyone was supposed to wash their hands. You see those signs all the time, employees wash your hands. Yeah, exactly. But yet, nobody did. And so women, like, they're letting, you know... The male organ, who knows, was it washed or not? I don't know. Do wives, like, say, did you wash yourself? I don't know how it is, but it just it just kind of drove, drove things home even more with how I believe because 
man, it's not like a hug and it's not like a kiss. It's going inside of you and you're going to get all that stuff in you, you know, not to mention like the sex fluid and whatnot. I mean, you could use birth control. Do you want like latex going up you? I don't know. I personally don't. Do you want like germs going up you? I mean, some people would say that this is OCD, but I call it logical thinking. Um, well, yeah, so, see, yeah, here's the thing, Monique, is, I mean, that's just plain unsanitary, no matter how you look at it. I mean, like, because, you, like, you'll find people, like, you know, I'm kind of a germaphobe myself. I'm kind of scared of germs, you know, in any way, you know, and I wash my hands extremely, especially after my job, because, you know, I got to touch all that, that awful, juicy meat, and I have to put it in a customer's bag, and so my hands get, smell so bad just from what I have to touch at work. And so I wash my hands constantly. And so, like, it, it's just frustrating. But you know what? I, I've, I've been in plenty of men's restrooms in my time, and I've seen men don't wash their hands before they leave the restroom. You know? I see that all the time. And so it's just so true. I mean, um, I mean people are, are weird. I mean, men are very gross particularly. They don't, they don't care about hygiene for the most part. But yeah, I mean, this whole sexual intercourse thing is the ultimate way to infect yourself with the disease, you know? And yeah, even if you're married and nobody really talks about it, but it does happen. Yeah, yeah and, it, and here's another thing that people don't consider, Monique. It may not even be one of the, the well-known sexually transmitted disease. It may just be some other kind of infection, like, you know... Um, it, it could it could end up being a yeast infection. It could be some other kind of bacterial infection. It not maybe not a serious life uh, long disease like some of the fancy words. I don't even know the names of those sexually transmitted diseases. Like the gonorrhea and the herpes yeah. and the yes. chlamydia. Yeah. So yeah, those are the really serious ones. But you may get infected with things that aren't quite as serious, but are very annoying and are still gonna require doctor visits anyway, and and antibiotics or something. Thing, you know that you know yes Chandler and I want to keep my myself as, as simple as possible I mean life is hard enough you know there's only so much time in the day you and I we struggle to like even get an hour of recording time when we're both available so yeah that's right you're, yeah you're that's... absolutely right and remember the Zika virus I had given you that one story about a man he was a scientist I believe he went down to South America he contracted it he didn't know and then he went back to Colorado where his wife was and infected her they were married it's not like he's running around on her and now she has the Zika virus right yeah Come on. yeah like if I remember correctly wasn't that like a virus that he got from a mosquito or something yes yeah. Yes. So yeah. So the mosquito bites him, but it takes a long time before he notices any symptoms of this virus. But before he even knows he's infected, he's already infected his wife with it by having sex with her when he got home. And it's like, well, there you go. Yeah. And is he gonna have like every single test taken, you know, before he decides to have intercourse right. again? No. Yeah. Yeah. And see, here's the thing, Monique. Okay. So now my friends who sometimes are not very smart that I do the other podcast with, okay, they try to make it sound like, well, if people are clean, if they don't have any diseases, then they can have sex all they want without spreading any disease. And I'm like, you, but you have to get checked for every possible disease that exists before each time you have sex. 
you really would have to because anything could happen any sort of viral or bacterial infection whether it's a bug bite or something you picked up from somewhere else it sex is the ultimate way for a man to transmit disease to a woman that that's why it's just so awful you know these people just don't get it <laughs> no but you know and then some people would be like well you know life is risk you can just walk out the door and be hit and that's true but there's certain things we have to do in life and there's some things we don't so i would feel that why take this risk because Okay, you can walk out the door and be hit and be killed, but your life is over. So, the, or you could be maimed, or you could like, you know, you could suffer the rest of your life. Okay, you could, but <laughs> I believe it's actually less likely than you are to get infected because the body, it's very complicated and it, you know, does have bacteria, good and bad. And why would you put somebody at risk that you love? when you could be intimate with them in another way. Sometimes I wonder, um, I do know there's some males that I've spoken to and they do like to cuddle and they do like to kiss. In fact, there's been several males that say that they find that kissing is more intimate than the act itself. I've heard that from various males and they say they like foreplay before intercourse. I never really liked the word foreplay because that means you're going to have sex. You know, I'm just like, my right. thing is, why can't you just have foreplay and no sex? Right, yeah. So I get what you're saying, Moni, because the reason they call it foreplay is because they consider it to be before something else. But if there is no something else, then it's not foreplay, it's just play, right? <laughs> <laughs> and to me, yeah, yeah, I guess you could look at it a little bit as playing because it's definitely not stressful, but, well, actually it is stressful if they're expecting sex. Then it's stressful. <laughs> but um, I, for, for me, kissing has always been a spiritual experience, and... I don't know. I don't think some men like think of it as a spiritual experience, but I do because, well, it's emotional. And I think that emotions and spirituality are connected to an extent, probably more for women than for men. But to me, it's not like, oh, let's have fun and go on a roller coaster or play a game of checkers. Like, that's fun. But when you have a kiss, that's like a connection. You're touching the other person you know, your energy is being transferred. And I'm even talking about like a closed mouth kiss, no saliva or whatnot. You know, you're close to one another. So I think that it's a spiritual thing, but a lot of men don't think that. They just, they think, oh, it's fun. Let's play. And it's, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. And some, and so I wonder sometimes going back to the sex thing, do they just think it's like fun and playing? Because I don't know. I would think that if you're going to engage in that, you know, and take responsibility and be in a committed relationship, hopefully I advocate marriage. If you're going to do it, you should be married. I advocate that. But yeah, well, but what you know, are the people thinking? Is it play or is it spiritual or is it both? I don't know. Well, I don't well, know. Yeah, well, you know, Monique, here's my thought, you know. 
maybe at some time in the past, like somebody was really bored and they had nothing to do, and so these sexual things were the only thing they could do that gave them any fun. But this is the 21st century. I mean, we've 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 got we've got like video games. We've got we got cartoons. We've got excellent movies. We there's all and then there's all these things people can do. I mean, people could go swimming, skating, bowling. There's so many things to do that are so much more fun. Uh, you know, well, I wouldn't. I, not that I would know, since I've never done it. But it just seems to me that, like, you know, going skating or bowling or playing video games or watching a good movie, that there's no way that anything could beat those things. You know what I mean? It just seems like there's so many sources of fun that, in a way, I would compare it to the fact that you know, there's so many plants available to eat, so many varieties of plants with so many different tastes, and yet people restrict themselves the carnists are eating mostly just meat and dairy and eggs and they're not eating any plants and like they're the ones who are restricted it's like i think people who are having who are busy having sex just haven't learned how to have real fun <laughs> yes well i think that people who have more time on their hands um you're right would tend to think oh this is fun and like because I know that places where they're less educated and whatnot, what do they tend to do? I'm generalizing, but people who are more, you know, non-college, they don't have goals, they're just kind of in their, their town, they tend to drink a lot, some do drugs, and the sex thing, I mean, we have young people that get impregnated early on and I think that's all because they have like a lot of free time on their hand their hands they're just um, there's not enough for them to do and so I think you're right and maybe that's where it became fun but to me how I was raised this was always like a spiritual connection anything that's intimate and so well, going back to my Facebook pages, um, yeah, so I guess if you put celibate, maybe you'll find the, um, like, some some uh, comments, and you can find it that way. But in my titles, I'm sex fluid, sex uh, penetration free. And one person in Romania, when I changed the title, he said, oh, did you change your mind? Because <laughs> he saw... Penetration and sex fluid free. That's how I put it. Because I didn't have enough room to put penetration free and sex free. And besides, he's from a different country, so he thought I changed my mind and wasn't celibate anymore. I'm like, no. You're just trying to penetration clear, free, just, yeah. as in smoke free. Yeah, you're just so trying I'm to really, clarify. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah try to clarify to the people that are really great, you know, with English and whatnot, but I'm concerned about those that are from foreign countries, like, I don't know if they know the word penetration-free, <laughs> sex-fluid-free, but I would have to say that most countries know the word celibate, so that's the quandary, and if anybody has any ideas on how our, maybe we should be make, coining a new term let us know, because uh, penetration-free, well, that doesn't exclude oral sex. 
but I would get I would imagine sex fluid free does but that's a mouthful and uh, well actually it's not a, a mouthful that I'm dumb that's a joke um, oh, that was a joke. I thought you just made a really bad mistake there, Monique. <laughs> um, so, yeah, because I, I, I'm interested in writing a book, as Chandler knows, and I'm trying to think of what is the best, most succinct way to title this, but for people to understand. So, yeah. probably I'm going to have to have celibacy on the front page no matter what. But I'm going to, it's subtitle, I'm going to have to have sex fluid free. Or I just, I just want to make sure that people are clear. And I've said this a gazillion times that celibacy does not mean that you cannot be in an intimate relationship. And we are building our base of people that believe this. I mean, first, there were people that thought the only way that they didn't have to have intercourse was if they completely remained single their whole lives, but m more importantly, probably go into some religious order. That's what most people felt. And that's what most people were told. You can't be celibate and be married. You can't be celibate and be in a relationship because that relationship's going to go into marriage. What do you, you know, you're not going to be, you're not going to get married. I mean, that's what I've been told. Okay, then asexuality has started to become popular. So now people are, have found each other. But there's still people that aren't happy within the asexual community because they're partners with sexual people. And they compromise their bodies. And yeah. uh. this is going up the ladder of people's comfortability. We're now saying you can be asexual and not have to compromise your body. You could be a celibate asexual or you can be a celibate sexual. And you can have the relationship that you want and two people are clear and agree on the fact that you're going to be intercourse free. And, and therein that's lies what, the problem. This Monique. is a movement. What? Therein lies the problem, though, finding someone who agrees to that. <laughs> and that is why I then made a second group. And let me tell you what happened. I wanted to promote, uh, goodness gracious, it was some vegan event or maybe our show well no oh I know what it was there was there was something that came on a news feed and um, I think I mentioned this and yeah I, I mentioned this already well in the news feed it had a photo of fruit and it said eat this and she'll drink your every drop well I made a comment and I said not me I respect myself now, Chandler, I don't even go on this site. It just happened to be on a news feed, and I belong to this vegan dating group. I'm not sure why I joined it. It might have been to promote an event, and actually, they don't want you to promote events, so my bad if that's the case, but whatever. I didn't promote it. I just, um, I just commented, and 
then I was just getting harassed. And so I spoke to the moderator. And she didn't even give me the time of day. She just banned me from the group. The other people got to stay. The other people who had done the harassment. But I went. So this is like, this is an, an unethical vegan dating site, in my opinion. Because my friend who tried to back me up, he got banned too. So this site, ladies and gentlemen, it's called, um, oh my goodness gracious, it was something like vegan, oh, I forget. Oh, they're lucky. <laughs> um, oh, I know what it was. Vegan plant appel, something like that. Vegan plant appel. And so um, I'll look it up to make sure. So what happened is a friend of mine said, you should tell the other vegan dating sites this happened. So I said, okay, I belong to one other vegan dating site. And I, I, I posted it on um, the page. And then I got harassed by a different person. And then when I took the issue to them, at first they helped me, but then one of the um, moderators said I was just seeking attention. And guess what happened? I was banned. I was banned from yet another vegan dating site for trying to be <laughs> a decent person. And so I thought, you know, I don't want this type of uh, self-esteem negator, if you would, in my life. Because I consider myself a good person. And I want people to be fair. And I don't want to be discriminated and marginalized if I stand up for myself and want to help other people. And that's when I thought I should make a celibate dating group. So thanks to these two vegan dating sites that were unethical, I came up with the penetration and sex fluid free dating site. And now, gosh, it's been like just a month or so. There's about 40 members. And that goes to show you that there are people out there that do want to find people and they don't want to have sexual relations. There's been many people that have um, come out from India. One person said it was in their religion where it's promoted that they only have intercourse for procreation. I'm presuming it might be Hinduism, but I've yet to find that. Although Gandhi, Gandhi believed in that. He thought that you should be celibate unless you um, were procreating. I mean, Gandhi, like, he's like a world hero. <laughs> if he thought that, if it's good enough for him, it's good enough for me. Um, so I think that's why a lot of Indian people have been joining the group. And there's one guy, he's a really handsome guy. I'm not going to say his name, obviously, because this is a, it's a, a closed group. And I would keep it open, but... Unfortunately, there are those people that try to get in and they're hacking types where 
you'll see that they want to become a member and you'll look on their page and then they'll have like pictures that say I am horny you know so you know that uh, they don't belong they're trying they're up to no good um, yeah it but makes this you one, wonder what they're up to <laughs> what's what's that makes you wonder what they're up to yeah it's it's upsetting it, it is so um this um one guy real handsome he was like mid late 30s from India I thought he was a prince like that's how he looked regal and handsome and he was interested in a relationship intercourse free in marriage and he said he did want children um and but he didn't want to do it the uh, the intercourse way. He was fine with um, adopting or intro fertilization. He did not want to do the act. And I, I, <laughs> I mean, I had to like that. I thought that that was so interesting. Like he really was keeping to what he wanted. And I hope that he finds somebody on the site that I created. Um, and there's conversations going on. There's another woman. She's like, I've always wanted to be loved, you know, and have the connection without feeling the pressure of someone wanting intercourse. And like the conversation grew to like 20 different comments. It was amazing. And one of the members said, um, I'm glad to like be seeing these conversations. I think it was the, the Indian person. I, I'm going to call him the Prince of India because he really looks like that. <laughs> um, so now I have the two websites and combined, like some of them are duplicates from one to the other, but there's like a hundred, a hundred like members. But like I said, I, I think there might be like 50 or 60 in all. Some of them are dupes. Um, so now I, I, you know, I want to write a book about it because I think that it's important that there are resources for people to go to, in particular in college. Today with gender bending, people, you know, that are women, they feel like they're men and vice versa. People are calling each other they instead of he or she. There's trans, there's pan. Um, we need to get this term into the mainstream because if I could get like 60, you know, to a hundred interested people in my Facebook group very quickly who all feel that they want to be celibate, they want to be in a relationship, but you know, they want to be intimate, but they don't want intercourse, then I know that there's other people out there. And so the more resources that there are, the more people will start speaking up. The reason they're not speaking up is because it's a taboo to not to to, to want to be intercourse free. It's taboo. Why is it taboo? Because of tradition and because of the marketplace, as we were talking about in the beginning of the show. Products are based around sex, whether it be directly or indirectly. Yeah, like there's so, like, I mean, well, literally, at, like, okay, now, of course, 
this is unlikely to happen, Monique, but I've often thought about, like, if everybody was just celibate for all life. I mean, now, okay, then obviously the human race would die out, which which wouldn't be a bad thing in my mind. Um, but just look at all the businesses that would instantly go out. I mean, the, the, the you know, there would be no prostitution. There would be no sex trafficking. There would be no more abortions. There would be no pregnancies. And there would be no, no more selling of birth control. So, I mean, Planned Parenthood is completely out of business. I mean, the sex toy shops are completely out of business. If everybody goes celibate, then all of these businesses completely shut down. These people have to find other jobs, you know? And so these people want people to keep having sex so that they can keep selling them all their dumb products, you know? So that's the way I look at it is there's an economic interest in getting people addicted to sex and keeping them that way. Oh, absolutely. Somebody like me... I, I would throw the marketplace off, you know, and I think that um, I, I think that in my decisions on what I want to put myself out there for when it comes to me being an actor, that hurts me too because if I'm not going with what everyone else is saying to do, then, you know, off to the next person. So, um, you know, we, it's important that people who are celibate start getting mainstream so that the marketplace directs their attention towards us, too. Because this world, and in particular our country, revolves around money. So if they know that there's a market for celibates, and it becomes more mainstream, then we're not discriminated and marginalized against anymore. And then it's easier for us to live within society, to find a mate, to, you know, be, feel comfortable in jobs. Because let's face it, there's some jobs that <laughs> it just cycles around sex, whether you know it or not. It does in particular acting, but there's other jobs too. I mean, there's businesses that will discriminate if you're not like, um, you know, like a family person, like where you're, it, it, it happens. I mean, even like in politics, how many politicians are single or just married without children? Not that many because it's like, the conventional facade and that's why I think a lot of politicians have affairs because they're really only in it at face value look at this guy Anthony Weiner <laughs> if you haven't heard about him Chandler look him up he was sending pictures of his special organ like out <laughs> to different women He's married, and he has a small boy. In fact, he was doing it while he was babysitting his small child, and he got in trouble for that. I mean, you know, the kid's, like, right near him, and he's, like, sending off pictures of his thing. Um, yet, this is a man that, like, touted about family life and whatnot, 
and then love. So I'm trying to say like there's just certain things where it revolves around sex, even if they say it doesn't, it does. Uh, so why can't we make money from celibacy? And that's what I want to do. Yeah, I mean, and see, that's the thing about it, Monique, is that, yeah, we've talked about this some, and, you know, that's what I would like, you know, I'd like uh, our listeners' input on that sort of thing, too, because, you know, I mean, it's true that so many people, they're making so much money off of, off of selling people everything related to sex and telling them to do sex and promoting all sorts of ridiculous stuff, you know, um, and it's like those people are famous and popular and they make money and it's like it, it, it just seems so wrong, you know. I mean and, – and it's sort of like um, – like I, one of the benefits – one of, of the benefits of celibacy is that you save so much money obviously. And so that's part that's part of why I hesitate to talk about money. I don't like to I you know I don't like to ask people to give us money for promoting celibacy. But you have to wonder why is it that people are so willing to give money to people who are promoting every kind of ridiculous uh, sexual thing out there, but then celibacy is just laughed at and no one takes it seriously. No, they don't take it seriously. We could see that from the film The 40-Year-Old Virgin. Look, I'm okay with people chuckling at things like comedy is tragedy and vice versa. We have to smile about things, but they're just stuck on this virgin thing. And that's where it starts feeling marginalized and discriminated about upon. Um, there's no reason for people to continue to have a laugh at our expense. Um, By the way, I've never seen. But that you, movie. you said you said something very important regarding not wanting to ask money to promote celibacy, but yet your job, you're getting paid off of. I mean, the stuff in grocery stores, in particular, meat yeah. and dairy. That's. That's, there's no celibacy there. You know, that's like all agricultural forcing animals to have sex with one another. And even though it's under veterinary medicine, that's how like, you know, they can get around that. If you really dissect it, uh, it's rape of animals. Yeah. And yet you're, you know, you're depending on getting paid from that. So, <laughs> that's, I'm, and I'm not. I'm not putting you down for that. I'm just saying that if you want to like really think about it, uh, wouldn't you want to get paid from no rape of animals of the human or the non-human? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, ideally that'd be that'd be true. I mean, and yet that's the thing about it is I don't see how in the world such a thing could ever happen. You know, I mean. Well, I mean, it's the same with gasoline. I mean, people can make money off of solar panels and wind energy and whatnot. It's just going really slow. Trump is, like, turning back the wheels of time. Why? Not because we don't have the technology, but because it's like, you know, if 
people are invested in coal and gas and oil, especially like the older people, which he is, he's in his 70s. And so he just turned 71, I believe, or he will. Um, he's a Gemini. He flips his mind back and forth, the twins. <laughs> uh, but it's like, that's that was part of his platform, like keep the coal mines here and whatnot. But it's all about money. I mean, we can make money off of progressive clean energy. We were headed towards that. And now he wants to take away um, our agreement the, in the Paris Agreement. I mean, that's horrible. All the work that Obama did on that, there's like almost 200 countries involved in that agreement. And he's taking us out of it. It's only because money. But these other countries... They're they're promoting green. Some of them, Germany's like really on the tip of it, um, and and we still do in our country. We still are promoting solar. We are we're selling it. So yeah, we could make money off of it. You can make money off of anything. You just have to do the right planning. It's just that people don't want to do the planning. They want to stick to the old way because it takes too much time and resources and money to like change a plan when things are already in place. It's just like with styrofoam, people want to people want to keep continuing to give styrofoam on takeout cuz it's cheaper. It's not that there's not other things out there. There's there's containers that are made out of like corn, you know, and and they biodegrade. But people they don't want to invest. So yeah, see, and that's the thing, Monique, because it's hard to get people to change. And, and here's, here's my frustration is, you know, okay, I mean, obviously I'm frustrated because people are, you know, most people are never, it's never possible to convince them to go vegan. And that's one thing that's really frustrating is they simply don't care about the suffering to the animals and they don't care about the, the you know, climate change or they deny it entirely. You know, um, and they say, and they say it's all just a hoax, and you know, and so it's like people. It's so difficult to get people to change. That that's where I get really frustrated, and it's like I agree in principle with you 100% that people should be able to, as long as we're in a money system, we should be able to make money doing the right things. I agree in principle that's the way it should be, but I don't know how to get. I don't know how to get everybody to change and make that happen. Well, by growing our, our our base with 100 people on Facebook, we can like now double that. And that's how things happen. You know, I'm at a store right now and I'm looking at it, the community board. You can leave your event posters and whatnot. I'm thinking maybe I'm going to print out a whole bunch of flyers and I'm going to put them on store's community board about our show, The Celibate Vegan Voices. And hopefully people will Google us and they'll listen because um, our show, it's, it's quality and people that – some people may not have even thought about what we're thinking about because they've been so brainwashed <laughs> that maybe if they see it, they'll be like, hmm, I mean, I'm not going to put like a whole lot of – Verbiage, I'll just put real big CVV code, celibate vegan voices. Google it. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I, I mean, there's people right now, I'm in the store, and as I'm talking, they're looking at me. They're curious about what I'm saying. 
you know, when I was talking about the Paris Agreement and whatnot. We make sense, Chandler. We make educational sense. And there are smart people out there. But this, this topic hasn't been brought up because their parents and their parents before, you know, it's all about, like, women, you know, freedom, birth control, 60s, you know. If, the, if you mention the 50s, oh, we're going backwards. But the 50s is, is when people were more abstinent. They were. You know, it wasn't like a big deal to be abstinent until marriage. But now it's like, you know, that's done away with because, like, the women, we don't stay in the kitchen anymore. That's fine that we don't stay in the kitchen. But what's not fine is we thought that we were free and could have all the sex we wanted. But it actually, it's, it's like slavery instead of freedom for all the reasons that we've said. It's much more free to be sex-free than it is to have sex because there's like no resources that are needed to be sex free nothing that's going to be harmful to us we're not going to have to put harmful hormones into us that's another thing that Chandler you and I brought up the other day the hormones you were saying that um, the more people have sex, the more they want it, and that's because of hormones. Or the more meat that people eat, the more they want sex. That's because of the hormones. That's right. And we were saying – go ahead. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I was talking with Pop about that actually. You know, There's so many animal hormones. When you consume an animal or you know the dairy products especially, you're consuming all of the crazy hormones that were in that animal's body, you know? And I'm I, surprised we don't even want it more because I know that there's birth control in our drinking water. I, I, I don't believe that it's all filtered out. I don't. I think that stuff is going in into us, you know, if, if we're drinking tap water, including fluoride, which we'll get to on another show. Because yeah. I know you want to discuss that. Yeah, that's right. And But yeah, that's the thing is, I mean, see, there's so many issues. That it gets very frustrating. Um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, of course, there are many different reasons I, I that we get purified water delivered to our house. We have a local company that does that, you know. But it just makes me so mad that, you know, people, you know, they talk about they have all these freedoms and yet – they are being poisoned by all sorts of substances in their in their water that they drink and that they shower with and it's like and yet people think oh i'm i'm free because i can vote or because i can use birth control or whatever but really they are there's there's they're so enslaved they don't even they don't even see it. They don't even see how trapped they are. And and by by culture, by tradition, by religion, by by government and politics, you know, and and by by the economy, by finances. There's so much you can't do if you don't have the money. It's like people are in bondage all the time. The I say freedom is just total totally an illusion. Like not just philosophically, the fact we have no free will, but we don't even have any of the freedoms that we really think we have or that would be useful and people just don't see it they would rather they would rather believe that they're free but i say that you know none is more hopelessly enslaved than they who believe that they're free you know oh i completely agree with you so um oh, 
there's some other things that I want to talk about, but I don't want to go too far out of the direction as far as growing our, our base of people. Um, you, know, you and I, we had a, a disagreement a month or so ago, and you were wondering, should we continue to have the show? And I was, I was almost devastated because I wished for you to know how this, this, um, oh, what would you call it? Movement is growing. It is growing. And we would, Chandler and myself would like to know, do you like these shows? Because I have been getting personal comments that you do. But I would like to hear from more people because it takes time for us to get together the time, record it, and as of now, um, we are not monetizing off of this. We don't have hundreds of thousands of clicks where YouTube can give us however, you know, two cents or whatever a click. I don't know what they, they give. If we did have a million views, that would be awesome. And YouTube could pay us, and that would help us <laughs> tremendously, and it would, you know, help the movement. But right now we don't. It's a small movement, and we would love for more people to listen to it. So we're asking you kindly, if you like the show, to please forward it, to please share, so that we can continue to build the movement so that we could have the world that you want, so that you're not pressured for sex. And we know that you're out there. We know that if you're asexual, more than likely, you don't want to have sex, but you, you are compromising your body. You yeah. are. Yeah, you know, Monique. And even if you are not asexual, even if you're sexual, and you, but you still want to be celibate for reasons that we've given or your own unique reasons, then we're, you know, we're growing the movement for you here, too. Uh, so we're, we're, we're going to more than likely um, have some sort of a donation button or maybe in the future we can have spe a special treat if you become a member of our shows and that way that will help subsidize us to continue doing what we're doing because we are uh, we're on the forefront Chandler and the people listening to this who are spreading the message they're also the pioneers we are the pioneers and and the time is ripe right now because people are talking about genders every single day I'm hearing about transsexuals and who can go into what bathroom <laughs> and it's just growing I mean in in Chechnya unfortunately it's been a huge story that the gay men they are being um, purged, they're being put into some sort of like gay concentration camps. They have to give the names of the other gay people. Uh, it's huge. And, you know, so gender is out there all the time now. Gay, straight, trans. Um, and and so, so now is our time. Because see, with all of the genders, all of the different combinations, everybody has a choice. You're celibate or you're not. <laughs> yeah, and I think yeah, you can be what simpler. gender you want and be celibate. That's my opinion. Yeah. It's the safest thing, you make your own choice. I personally feel that 
it's better to be the gender that you were born with, enjoy it, accept it, but if you feel differently, then who am I to say? Then transfer over. Or maybe you're both. Maybe you have organs of both. But you do have the choice of whether to, to engage in intercourse or not. You do have a choice on that. Hey, you know, Nobody can tell me, oh, I can't help it. Because there's, you know, in the gay, gay community, it's controversial. Is it, is it genetic? Is it a predisposition? Is it an environment? Is it a choice? Right, Chandler? We've, we've heard that all the time. Yeah, we hear that all the time. But for celibacy, to want to be, you know, celibate, that is a choice. It's really a choice. So it's a freedom that you can have if you choose it. I mean, do you think, I mean, or, or do you think that celibacy is a predisposition? I don't think that it is. Well, Monique, you know, you know that I've, I, I've been explaining for years that we don't have a choice over our desires in the first place. So, no, I would say that anyone's sexual orientation or lack thereof is not a choice. But here's the deal. People are caused to want things. And the idea is that by promoting the, the message of celibacy and its benefits – People will, will realize the benefits, and then they'll want to be celibate. So, see, you can cause people to want something. Therefore, all of our choices are forced upon us by other people, whether for good or bad. We all influence each other, and so that's why there's no such thing as a person just making a choice because it's – I mean it's – otherwise, what would that even mean? If somebody is, is wants to be celibate or they want, they want to have sex – there's always a reason or a cause for it, and uh, for the most part, I think we know why people have sex because it's like a – it's a biological as well as a cultural tradition, and yet some people have slipped through the cracks. There are glitches in the system like you and I, Monique, that somehow we've broken past that, and we're able to see this sexual intercourse stuff for the – you know for the dirty and – and disease and all the stuff it causes and the unwanted pregnancies. And, and we, when you look at it, I think when you take an objective look at it and you just look at the actual harm it's causing, then yeah, you want to be celibate and you want everyone else to be too. So that's what I think happens. I, I wouldn't say anything is a choice, um, but I do say that there's a movement happening where more and more people can become celibate as they're exposed to this. That's what I hope anyway. That's why I bother at all. Yes, I understand and I agree with what you're saying. I guess what I'm trying to say is a, being asexual is could be a predisposition, you know, genetically or whatnot. But actually celibate, that's whether or not you do it or not. Because right. an asexual, even though I understand your show and nobody has choices like exactly like yeah. I, I get it. But yeah. speaking on my level and many people – um right. You know, an asexual would have the predisposition to not do it, whereas a sexual right. would have a predisposition to do it. But the actual thing, celibacy, is a choice. Right. 
you know what I'm saying. It, well, look, here, here's how I would say it. I would say it's whether or not someone's doing an action that matters. For example, I mean, you, right. may, you may feel like saying something mean or you may feel like killing somebody, but, but if you never actually do it because you know it's wrong, then who cares what the desire is? Because if, if that's canceled out by something stronger, then it's nullified. You know, so I only care about what actually happens in the end. Yes, and celibacy is an act, whereas asexuality, that is, it's not an act. It's just who you are, or if you're sexual, it's just who you are. Yeah. And so, you know, what comes out of that is celibacy or, or no celibacy. <laughs> so, well, I'm really glad that we're speaking about this, and I think that asexuals will be happy to hear it too because I know that there's you know a huge group of asexuals and I understand why where they're saying don't call us celibate because you know celibacy is a choice you know asexuality is not a choice and you know they get very very angry at it because they've been marginalized and discriminated upon and um, but I don't want them to be angry anymore because uh, you know, celibacy is a great thing to to be if you're asexual. I mean, I would imagine that most asexuals would want celibacy. Would they would want mainstream so they don't have to compromise their bodies with their sexual partner? That they could find somebody that you know feels the same way as me and doesn't have to be and you and doesn't have to be pushed into it. Exactly, because as I've said before, the only reason an asexual would have sex is if somebody else talked him into it when they didn't originally want to do it. Yeah, I'm, and you know, there are those asexual people that they're okay with it, they just don't, you know, they don't prefer it, but they're okay with it, so I don't want those people getting mad either. Maybe they think that it's a special experience, even though they're not you know, feeling it, needing it, craving it. Um, I don't want to take that away, especially, you know, if they're, um, and again, I'm going to stress this, I do feel that you should be married in a committed relationship because there's too many um, consequences that can come from that. So, um, and again, I still think it's a spiritual connection if you're going to have intercourse because there's two bodies with one another. But, you know, there's plenty of people that don't think it's a spiritual connect connection, you know, atheists or whatnot. Um, I don't know. Even if you're an atheist, I still think people, you, I still think that one would say that we have a spirit. <laughs> I mean, you, you know, um, what a, do you think, Chandler? Well, I don't, I don't even think that there's a real meaning of, of spiritual or a spirit. I really don't, you know, because... I, 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 you know, people use these words physical, emotional, spiritual, but I say they're all just really the same thing. I don't make these distinctions. And because, I mean, I don't know. Let, let, let's, let's face it. Um, I think it'd be fairly uncontroversial to say all this sexual stuff is, it is a physical thing. And, I, I personally wouldn't matter if people were having spiritual were spiritually having sex, but not physically doing it, because I only care about what are people are actually doing that has effects, you know. Well, the tantra sometimes it's physical, and sometimes physical is included, and other times it's not. But 
Tantra, see, that's another reason Indian people may be more inclined to be celibate physically. Because the Tantra, there's like a sexual energy, but there's no sort of physical um, intercourse. And I can't really explain it because I've never practiced it myself, but I encourage you to look it up. Um, and it's just like the energy that you're transferring to one another instead of intercourse or before intercourse. I, you know, it, it's, it's different for different people. Um, but again, there's that energy that I talked about previously in the show, like when you're kissing someone, there is a transfer of energy. You can't deny it. There's, you know, if I were to shake your hand, there's a transfer of energy. Right, Chandler? I guess so. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, I mean, we both have energy in us, right? When, when somebody walks into a room, don't you usually feel their presence? You don't even see them. If, even if you don't see them or hear them, don't you usually feel it? So, I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. So when you're intimate with someone in other ways that are sex free, you're still you're still intertwined with them energetically. And that's that's how telepathy works as well, telepathy. Because you're thinking about someone and there's some sort of energy, even if they're miles away, and I'm not sure how this works but you're in tune with one another. And I would have to say that most people have experienced telepathy in their life with a loved one. They have. Some people experience it more than others. So, you know, an energy is neither created nor destroyed. So, um, <laughs> it's it's all around us, and we're always utilizing it, you know, whether it be potential or kinetic. I don't know if you took physics, Chandler, in your home studies there. Yeah. You know the difference? I don't remember it anymore. <laughs> I, I, I learned all that stuff a long time ago, but I don't remember that. <laughs> kinetic is the active energy, and potential is the energy that's stored. So... You know, if I'm about to race, but I'm not doing it yet, that's potential energy. How much energy do I have potentially to, you know, start running? And then when I'm actually running, that's the kinetic energy. So, anyway, I just feel that if people were more in tuned to energy, um, they would realize more and more that they don't have to have intercourse in order to have the connection that they want with someone else if they want a partner. And that, see, that that's where yoga comes into play, whether or not you agree with it or not. There's a lot of religious people that, you know, don't agree with it. Um, but, like, meditation and, um, it, you know, it's, Reiki, if you've ever heard of that, that's kind of like an energy transfer. And people usually feel good after a session because you're putting positive energy to a person's body. And they're using it as a way to heal instead of doing invasive surgery. It might only be temporary, but, um, but it feels good because it's positive energy 
going, um, you know, being directed at you. And, you know, even if you don't know about this, Chandler, you can't deny that if somebody's shouting at you negative things and whatnot, doesn't that make your body kind of shut down? Whereas if somebody's saying positive things to you and like, you're awesome, you know, don't you feel good? <laughs> it's yeah, like I, energy transfer. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that gets off into other topics for sure. Um, so yeah, like now we've been going for like almost an hour and a half at this point. Um, and so th uh, uh, something I would like to say, because we do need to wrap this up sometime soon. Um, but what I'd like to say is, you know, Monique, I, you know, a few months ago, like I was just really discouraged about, you know, our show, just wondering if anybody was listening, if it was doing any good, you know, and because sometimes I just feel like, like, I don't know, is it worth it? Does anybody care? And so I need that encouragement. I mean, so I don't know. I mean, whether whether somebody uh, starts giving us money for what we're doing or if they would just leave a comment letting us know they like the show. I mean, I just need some kind of encouragement to keep me going. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And also, let us know if you like the length of our shows. We were keeping them to about an hour I think the longest has been close to three hours, which happened to be our top video, Chandler, WN.com, number one in their vegan section. But we had a great guest the, yeah, uh, from I, uh, Organic Consumer. Yeah, I think it was because of our guest that that episode was so popular. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but tell us if you are able to listen to the whole show or – if you really feel that we need to shorten it up to like half hour sitcom style. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, I don't know. I mean, Monique, here's the thing. Now, some of the stuff that we talked about, um, we, you know, we're talking about the grossness and how this disease transmission of these sex fluids and all this stuff, it's really gross. And we're talking about it because, you know, it's gross and explaining why we don't like it, you know, why we want nothing to do with that. But, you know, I wonder, like, I, I'm trying to put myself in other people's brains and I try to think, would anybody want to listen to that? But then I remembered something. People do listen to that kind of crap all the time. They 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 listen they listen to that when people are promoting sex they they talk about that stuff don't they? So why is it any different when we're talking about it? The only difference is that we're talking about it in more of a negative context of why it's not such a good thing. <laughs> yes, I understand. I mean, I feel that it's good for us to keep a balance of you know the positive reasons as to the negative. See, it's, it's the same with veganism. Some people will be persuaded to go vegan when they see the horrible photos and videos of the animals. And then there's those people, they'll completely shut it out and they will only be persuaded and attracted by positive literature. There's two types of people. I mean, you came to veganism because you saw earthlings and you saw the horrible things. But there's a huge group of people, they don't want to see that. But they might look at a pamphlet that says, oh, you know, eating greens and beans and, you know, it, it's like diabetes free, you know. So there's different ways that people are tuned to 
that are going to impress them to go in a certain direction. So I, I, I kind of feel that it has to be that we share the negatives and the positives. I mean, we could just say all the positives and we could try that for a while, but I tend to be like you. I look at both sides of the coin, but there's people like your friend who's just like, well, what are all the positive benefits? You know who I'm talking about. Yeah. And, and I think about that. That's like his, that's his personality. And, and I get that. So I'd, I'd like to know for people, just as you're asking, do you just want to hear the positive benefits or do you want to hear the negative side effects that we, that we talk about? Is it too much whining for you? I mean, because some people think that if you say things like, you know, this is not good and that is not good, they'll call that whining. It doesn't matter if you're like this or not. You know, it's just <laughs> the fact that you're complaining. They think you're complaining. That's it. Well, I've heard that so many times. And it's like, I'm not complaining. I'm just pointing things out. But to some people that, you know, you're just being like a naysayer. Well, maybe there's a lot of stuff to, to there's a lot of stuff to nay too. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, this is this is hilarious. That was that I was totally unplanned. Oh man, I, yeah, I guess we really need to shut up. I'm getting tired, but yeah, I mean. I hope that even though we moved around a little bit, I hope that we had a somewhat of a theme. Um, so anything else you wanted to say before we just do an exit, Monique? Yes, I'm going to ask people to please donate to us. We're going to make a link. And I know that some people are from poorer countries than the U.S. that are listening to this. And guess what? There's poor people in the U.S. too. Both Chandler and I are on food stamps, each for our own different reasons. But um, we, we'd like, even if you could just give $1, that would mean that you cared about this show. Because there are plenty of people out there that are making an extreme amount of money on negative con content. We're doing something that is making you a pioneer. So please, please support this movement because you're the movement. And without your support, the movement is going to be stagnant. And we are all for positive growth. And because the world works on money, well, we need your help. Time is money. So that's that. And it's not a pity party. It's just asking for help. Please, if you could give a dollar, that would be fine. If you want to give more, that would be awesome. But if you could just give one dollar, each person, each person in my Facebook groups, especially if you meet somebody, that would be like $100. Chandler and I will do good things with that. I'll be able to work on my book more because I need to get an ISBN number. Well, this kind of stuff costs. And that's one other thing, Chandler. We're going to promote your book because there's a lot of people that don't know about your book and they should. 
It's been on the market. It's been on Amazon for a while. Why don't you just briefly talk about that, and another time we'll have a whole episode on it. Please. Yeah, yeah, that's a good idea, Monique. Yeah, actually, for for anybody who doesn't know, because I assume a lot of people know this by now, but there's probably some who don't. Okay, so I've actually written five books, um, and they were all kind of on different topics. You know, the first one was Confessions of a Confused Virgin, and then I did one called Irrelevant, which is like a really big. It's a hundred pages right there, just all these different things I talk about. And, and so, I mean, so they're all on Amazon, but then the most recent thing I did is I got them all published as this one big book with an extremely long title. One thing that Monique and I have in common is we make really long titles to things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I mean, so if you just search my name, Chandler Klebs, on Amazon.com, you're sure to find all, all kinds of stuff I've written. And one, so here's a thought. Um, now, it may be some time before we figure out out the right way to have like a donate button or anything like that but one thing that you can do um, is that by either buying my books or by buying Monique's book when she eventually gets that done that is another way that you're supporting us in our show by buying our books and you're not just donating then you're getting something you can read you know so that's 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 a give and take I think that's a good way to put it absolutely and because you don't have the donate button that's um well, that's something to think about. I have PayPal, and so, and and if you gave a dollar, I would want to do a shout out. But if you don't want a shout out, then you just let me know, <laughs> because there's some people that they they don't want to be known. They want the movement to grow, but they're very cautious because, well, especially for females, I think when they say that they're a virgin, a lot of them could be targeted, especially if you're in different you know, country. You know, men want to take your virginity away from you. So I get it. But um, my PayPal is uniquemoniquemusic at gmail.com. And I am making a song about uh, celibacy. So actually, Chandler, we should start making that our, our theme because I, I have most of it done and it's fine to put in the beginning and the end. In fact, let's let's do that now. As we trail out of our show, is that okay, Chandler? Uh, I guess so. If we could figure out how to how to do that. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, we'll we'll discuss the details, and yeah. So check out Chandler's books, and it it's been great speaking to everybody. And I want to make a quick shout out to publish a book and grow rich. Um, the company is Little Black books or is it wait black card books oh god I don't know <laughs> this is horrible well th they're going around the country um, with an event called publish your book and grow rich and if you see it you should go to it because it's free and it talks about how to uh, write a book of course they'd like you to buy their program but you're you don't have to and you, you learn a lot and I thank them because um, because it just gave me more motivation to complete this book on celibacy, which I told a room full of 50 people that I was going to do. And now you, so I have to come come through, Chandler. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. All well, right, thank you. This thank one is called I'm Asexual by the Twin Flames, Monique 
and Damie. No pregnancies, no STDs, celibacy, I'm asexy. I'll go to bed, but I'm not giving head. Just text me, please, cause you're asexy. Transsexual, pansexual, homosexual, bisexual, but I'm an asexual, yeah. Demisexual, semisexual, graysexual, heterosexual, and I'm. Thank you, everybody, for listening to Celibate Vegan Voices. I hope you've learned something and enjoyed um, us and our sense of humor. <laughs> yes, a celibate vegan compadres. Ay, <laughs> Happy belated birthday, Chandler. Oh, thanks, Onique. <laughs> Good night, everybody. I'm a sexy and I know it. Incredible, non-sexual, delectable. I'm asexual. Vogue, vogue.